1: Blog Talk Radio.
0: God uh texted me a verse we're gonna um get into in just a second and see what the Lord does. Um so I hope all of you had a um good day, good week so far. majesty and your throne of grace father your word has declared that we can come boldly to the throne of grace in which we are accepted in the time of need father you didn't say that we have to plead that we have to beg that we have to go through hurdles and hoops to come into your presence father you said to boldly come That there has been a way made into your presence. There has been access into your presence through the Holy Spirit by Jesus Christ. Through his works upon the cross, Father, and his death and resurrection from the dead. Father, we all have access into this grace in which we stand. Knowing that we have been redeemed from the foundation of the earth, Father, knowing that our sins have been washed as white as snow. Lord, knowing that your word declares that our lawless deeds, our sins, you would remember no more. Father, that you have forgiven us, Lord, as your word declares that you have forever perfected those who are being sanctified. Father, tonight we cast our thoughts upon you, Lord. We cast our hearts, our intentions, our desires, Father. And we turn them to you, Father, asking that you would make up all the slack, all the lack in our lives, Lord. All the areas that we attempt to draw near to you on our own, which proof that sometimes it's fruitless. Because we can do nothing without your Spirit, not even entering into your presence, Lord. Father, so I ask it in the name of Jesus, Lord, for all those who are listening tonight. Father, that you would quicken their hearts, Lord, that you would give them revelation into the knowledge of who you are, Lord. Jesus, give them revelation into the depths of the mystery of your love and your compassion and your mercy. Father, give us revelation into your will and your plans and your purposes, not only for our own lives, Lord, but for all those around us, Father, for our nations and kingdoms, Father. Lord, give us discernment of your kingdom, Father, upon this earth. As you said, Jesus, you said that your kingdom has come and your will to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Father, knowing that all authority in heaven and earth has been given into you, Father, we... Give you authority over our own lives, Lord, submitting to not only you being our Savior, Jesus, but you are also our Lord. Father, that you would lead us and guide us in the truth. And we know that you are truth, Father, that every word of Scripture that has been written has been about you, Jesus. For your word declares that all things were made through you. And without you, nothing was made that was made. um, That Jesus, before the beginning of time itself, before anything that we know of, anything that we are aware of, you existed. Eternally God, who became man, dwelt among us, taking upon the form of a normal, regular man. But you, through your own body, Jesus, could crucify sin itself. That all the requirements, Father, all the stacks of transgressions against you could be wiped away in one moment at a time. Father, that we who choose to trust in you, Lord, could walk not trusting in our own abilities, not trusting in our own strengths, Father. So that we could put our trust solely in you, Jesus, to be our Savior, to be our Lord, to be that one who reconciles us to the Father. Jesus, we give you glory, Father. We give you honor. We give you the sacrifice of our praise. We give you the sacrifice of our heart. We give you the sacrifice of our actions, Lord. Lord, as your word declares that we're being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit, Father, but not only that, Lord, your word declares that we should present ourselves as living sacrifices, which it says is our reasonable service. Holy Spirit, that you would transform us, that you would conform us into that image of Christ Jesus, to that image that the Father had before we were even born, Lord, that we can be holy and pure vessels, for your presence to dwell on. That nothing we would do would grieve you, Father, but that we, as Paul said, would know that our chains are in you, Christ Jesus. Father, give us an ever-increasing awareness of your presence, Lord. Not just the amazing presence that comes during worship sessions, Father, but just knowing that you're always there. Lord, that there is nowhere we can go without your presence, Father. Give us an actual awareness, Lord, that your presence is among us, no matter what's happening, no matter what we feel like, no matter what's going on around us, who's around us. Father, whether we are in the middle of a victory, Father, or we're in the middle of a struggle, you're still there. Whether we feel like we're on top of the world or it seems to us that the entire world is falling apart around us. You're still there. Whether the whole world declares who you are and worships you now, as we know that someday they will, or as it is in the times we live now, when it seems the majority of the world denies who you are, it doesn't change the fact of who you are. It doesn't change the fact that you're always there, always with us, always a present help in the time of need, always our companion, always our shepherd, leading us and guiding us by those still waters, Father, preparing a banquet for us in the presence of our enemies, anointing us with oil of your Holy Spirit, rebuking the devourer for our thanks, Lord. Father, even though at times it seems like we walk in the valley of the shadow of death, still, we know that you're with us. Your rod, your correction, and your staff, your guidance, comfort us. Father, we, as your children, Lord, that holy people, the holy nation, who have been adopted into this family of heaven, being given your name, Lord, We desire, as King David said, that we could dwell in your house all the days of our lives. That every minute, every breath would be consumed with you, knowing that you are our very life, Lord. That every atom and our beings belongs to you. That everything we have belongs to you. Every minute belongs to you, Lord. And your word declares that sooner or later we will all stand with the innumerable host of heaven declaring your kingship, your lordship, your majesty. Crying out, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty who was and is and is to come. Holy, holy, holy is the Lamb who is worthy to open up the scrolls. Worthy is the Lamb who was slain and has risen and is seated at your right hand, Father. Lord, we desire that you would give us revelation of Jesus. Father, through your word, Lord, through your spirit, Lord, that you would open up our eyes, open up our ears, Father, not that we would be stony ground, Father, or ground without root, Lord, but that you would cause us to be rooted and grounded, Father, not only in truth, but in your love, Lord, that you would reveal to us your mercies, Lord, the depths and the riches of your grace and your kindness toward us who believe in you. Father, that you would reveal to us what is the exceeding greatness of your power toward us who believe in you. Father, knowing that you are faithful beyond anything that we can possibly imagine, Lord, knowing that you're good and that you're just, Lord, knowing that we are blessed, not because we deserve it, but because you're good, because you're an amazing Father who always gives Gives good gifts to your children, even though your children many times need to be corrected. Your compassion never fails, your mercy never fails. As the uh, scripture Chris um, sent me earlier, it says in um, Lamentations chapter 3, verse 22, it says, through the Lord's mercies, we are not consumed because His compassion fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I hope in Him. The Lord is good to those who wait for Him to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should hope and wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke in his youth. Um, It says, let him sit alone and keep quiet because God has laid it on him. Let him put his mouth in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him give his cheek to the one who strikes him, and be fully reproached, for the Lord will not cast off forever. Though he causes grief, he will show compassion, according to the multitude of his mercies. For he does not afflict willfully, nor grieve the children of men, to crush under one's feet all of the prisoners of the earth, to turn aside the justice due a man before the face of the Most High, or subvert a man and his cause, the Lord does not approve. Who is he who speaks and comes to pass when the Lord has not commanded it? Is it not from the mouth of the Most High that woe and well-being proceed? Why should a living man complain, a man for the punishment of his sin? Let us search out and examine our ways and turn back to the Lord. Let us lift our hearts and hands to God in heaven. We have transgressed and rebelled, and you have not pardoned. You have covered yourself with anger and pursued us. You have slain and not pitied. You have covered yourself with a cloud that prayer should not pass through. You have made us an offspring and a refuge refuge in the midst of the peoples. All of our enemies have opened their mouths against us. Fear and a snare have come down upon us, desolation and destruction. My eyes overflow with rivers of water for the destruction of the daughter of my people. My eyes flow and do not cease without interruption till the Lord from heaven looks down and sees my eyes and brings suffering to my soul. Because of all the daughters of my city. You know, if you go back into um, the beginning of Chapter 3 of Lamentations, it says in verse 4, He has aged my flesh and my skin. He has broken my bones. He has besieged me and surrounded me with bitterness and woe. He has besieged me. You know, I saw that um, word, and it's, it's an interesting word. To be besieged of the Lord to um have him camp all about you, it brings to mind um in times of of past and long time ago, when armies would assemble against each other and to try to lay hold of a city and many times the Lord in similar ways has to do the same thing to us to break down those things that are blocking our ability to be in a relationship with him, those things that come between us and him, and breaking down these defenses and these walls that we've built up against him through ignorance or through pride or through our own desires to serve the flesh and to break down those walls so that our heart can be open before him. And sometimes we have to break down those walls on our own so we can get near to the Lord. You know, the Bible says to draw near to him and he'll draw near to us. You know, the Lord is a king, but he's also a lover, loving his people beyond all measure, beyond all comprehension, to the extent of giving everything he has or had to redeem us. You know, the Bible says um Jesus was telling a parable about a woman who lost one coin out of a hundred and then spent the entire time, night and day, trying to find this one coin. And then when she found this one coin, she celebrated and called her friends and said, I found the coin that was lost. And then there's another parable, parable, excuse me, where Jesus said that there was a shepherd who has 100 sheep and he loses one, he leaves the 99 where the rat and goes and he finds the one. And, you know, the thing I thought interesting about the story is, um, I don't know about you, but I have, like, four children in the house. And, you know, if I have 100 quarters or whatever and I lose one of them, and there's in this house there's no way it's ever going to be found. I can look for it, and I probably wouldn't find it. And if I was going to find it, it would take a lot of work. And I always thought that um, story was interesting. And so the Lord gave me a different perspective because when I heard those parables growing up as a kid, growing up in church, I always assumed that the Bible was talking about us and about us losing coins and going to find them. And it didn't really dawn on me that it was really referring to him, that it was him who would do whatever it takes for that one person, for that, um, one individual who was lost and he still does the same thing today, still continually looking, continually searching, continually trying to reach those people who don't know him. Um, because as the Bible says, he's not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. You know, it says in Corinthians, um, Second Corinthians, um, chapter 4, verse 12, it says, For we do not commend ourselves again to you, but give you opportunity to boast on our behalf, that you may have an answer for those who boast in appearance and not in heart. For we, if we are besides ourselves, it is for God. Or if we have sound mind, it is for you. And then it says, For the love of Christ compels us. Because we judged thus, that if one died for all, then all died. And he died for all, that those who live should no longer live for themselves, but for him who died for them and rose again. Therefore, from now on, we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet now we know him thus no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. are ambassadors for Christ, as though God were pleading through us. We implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. To be reconciled to God. And, you know, you would think that that, script, that scripture scriptures only refer to people who um, don't know the Lord, to those who have not accepted him as their Lord and Savior, but it really doesn't, and it applies to everybody. Um, because everyone at some point in their Christian life will find that the less time you spend with him and the more time you spend with the world, that your thoughts and... Start slowly directing off of him. Um, if you spend all your time watching TV, for example, your thoughts and are continually going to be consumed with TV. If you watch a movie right before you go to bed, you'll go to bed and you'll be thinking about the TV or the movie you just watched. And you know, in times past, you know. God used to always tell the children of Israel to remember things, to have these festivals, to have these um, celebrations, to remember over and over again, to remember the goodness of the Lord, remember what He's done in your life so that you would not forget. Because there was a time that came when men forgot about the Lord. They said the whole world became exceedingly wicked because men just forgot about Him, they stopped teaching their children about the Lord they stopped talking about the Lord and then the flood came and the entire earth was destroyed except for one righteous man and his family and the Bible says in the end times which we're starting to be in it says it'll be like the time of Noah which it is where righteousness I mean is little what I'm going to say is that unrighteousness abounds um doesn't take very much or very long to go out into this world to turn on your television to see the unrighteousness of the world and the standards of the father being drastically swept away because the world is consumed and what the bible says the lust of the flesh the lust of the eyes and the pride of life declaring that men Chose not to come to the light because their sins, their sins, their deeds, and their sins were evil, and they didn't want to have those things exposed, or to even, as I personally put it, that the unrighteous, those who don't believe in God, at times, it's not because they don't believe in God, it's because they don't, they choose not to want to serve any God who would tell them what to do. That's contrary to the things that they want to do. And so then you have a choice to make. The Bible says you can't serve two masters for your loved one and hate the other or despise one and be loyal to the other. And at times our master doesn't have to be something we're necessarily doing. Sometimes we make our own selves our masters and we become our own idols, loving and worshiping ourselves more than we love and worship God, unwilling and unable to surrender to the things that are due to him because they mean too much to us, not willing to let it, like the Bible says, lay aside the sin that so easily ensnares you. But there's freedom through the blood of Jesus Christ. There is breakthrough through the blood of Jesus Christ. There is compassion through his blood. His mercies are new every morning. And he changes not. The same yesterday, today, and forever. He is forever perfected. Those are being sanctified. And so when we say be reconciled unto God, you know, it's a big, broad, blanket statement. Knowing that only you know the place that you are in your relationship with the Lord Jesus, which is unique because every single person who was ever born, who ever will be born, has a very unique, special relationship with the Lord. There's something about you, there's something about who you are, the way He created you, that He considers a masterpiece. There's a place that you fill. That no one else can feel that not I that I can't feel that Chris can't feel that our pastors and friends can't fill and only you know the relationship you have with the Lord only you know what kind of relationship you want to have with the Lord do you just want a little bit of the Lord or do you want all of them do are you just content with knowing what you know now or do you want to be consumed With the knowledge of Him To have Him reveal to you The mysteries of His will Do you want to Just be content on having Someone else tell you what the Lord says Or do you want to Be able To hear Him for yourself To be able to read the scriptures And have the Holy Spirit bring them to life To you To create that fountain of living water That the Bible talks about And all it takes is to be reconciled with God, to draw near to him, to lay aside anything that comes in the way between you and him. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't mean you have to live a super holy life where you don't ever watch movies and you don't do anything. It just means set him as the seal upon your heart, as that Misty Edwards song says. Set him as the affection of your heart and of your mind where he has first priority in your life, where he's your first thought, where he's your last thought. You know, when I was growing up in church, they used to always tell you that there's a big advantage to praying even for a few minutes first thing in the morning because if you start your day thinking about the Lord, it'll be easier to continue your day thinking about the Lord and to giving him that first place in your life. You know, the Bible talks about tithing and you know, we believe in tithing as a principle and as what the scripture declares as far as obedience is concerned. Because you know the Bible says obedience is better than sacrifice. You can sacrifice all you want, but if you're not obedient, then your sacrifice doesn't have doesn't do much good because the Lord wants obedience. And so we believe in tithing, but even more importantly than tithing your income. There's tithing not just your time, but yourself, your affection, the things that belong to him. Because the Bible says that you were bought with a price and you're not your own. It says, if anyone is in Christ Jesus, he is a new creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. And it says, now is the accepted time. Now is the day of of salvation. Now is the time to cast off the works of darkness and to walk in light. Now is the time to set your heart upon the Lord. Now is the time to draw near to Him. Now is the time to give Him everything. have a few minutes left and so we have a um prayer request uh Chris's wife, Tracy, her mom, um, is having heart issues um at an uh, a hospital in uh Fort Worth Tech and so um father Lord I don't even know what hospital she's at, but you do. Father, and just like your presence is here and and homes and offices of every person listening right now. Father, we know that your Holy Spirit is in that hospital room with her. Lord, your word said that by your stripes we are healed. Father, you said if we would ask anything in your name that you would do it, Lord. So, Father, we stand in agreement with you Upon your word for Tracy's mom. Lord, at the name of Jesus Christ, in the name of Jesus, Father, that you would restore her heart, Lord. Father, that you would completely mend it, completely heal it, completely restore it. Father, transform the heart that is in her and give her a new heart, Father, that you would get all the praise and all the glory. Holy Spirit, touch her right now in her hospital room. Completely heal her in the name of Jesus. Complete healing over her entire body. In the name of Jesus. That her body would become that of someone even 10 years younger. Lord, that you would restore every muscle, every organ, Father, every bone. Father, completely and totally restore her in your name, Jesus. Father, thank you for your goodness. Thank you for your grace, Lord, that your mercies are new every morning. Father, thank you for the abundance grace that you have poured out in our lives and the favor that you have poured out in our lives Father Father you would reveal to us who you are Father reveal to us who you are reveal to us your people who you are
1: your hand reached into the depths of darkness you're, you pulled me to the light of Your voice you spoke the word that broke my heart. Your eyes burned holy. You leave me the sad, the quiet.